You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host, Fernando Mendez. There you go. And we have one more joining us today. Hey, this is Andrew. Andrew from the uh, Around the League show. And we our special guest today coming on from Pittsburgh. His, his name is? My name is Urinating Tree. I also go by You Tree or Tree. Uh, I somehow am able to make videos on the internet and not get banned for it. <laughs> so uh, hey, yes. thank you for having me on, boys. Um, I know I do like a mix of stuff. I do football, baseball, hockey, mostly those three. I do a little bit of some different stuff. I've done racing in the past. I've done um, one golf vid, actually. And um, I'm trying to think what else. I also shit post on Twitter. And uh, that, that's all Twitter's good for. If you do it for anything else, it's it's not good. That's fair. Have you ever thought about wrestling? Like wrestling wrestling videos? Nah, I haven't followed it as much anymore. I used to love it like late 90s, early 2000s. Attitude out of it, unfortunately. Well, if you get a chance, uh, Attitude Era is kind of coming back with AEW. Yeah, they're uh, pushing that. Um, The problem is all I think of with AEW is the Jacksonville Jaguars because (laughs) they are the team that gets neglected for AEW. Tony Khan's passion is wrestling. Yes. I mean, that's why you brought in all the big guns. That's why you brought in Sting. That's why you brought in CM Punk. And that was a pop I haven't heard in a long time. I I, I actually CM Punk, yeah. saw that. Yeah. It's like, pro- that's a pop you heard from like Stone Cold Steve Austin at MSG or the Rocket WrestleMania. That's yeah, was, the kind of pop you heard. It was crazy there. And then they're bringing in, they just brought in Daniel Bryan and they're also yeah, Brian Danielson. I thought he had retired due to concussions. Yeah, well, apparently he's cleared himself of that, and he's still wrestling. So I know well, he came I know. back with WWE because he had the concussions, as you said. Had you know came back, and you know now he's with yeah. AEW. I know Edge is back now, and I'm like, man, I haven't heard that name in 20 years. I know he had yeah. retired, I think, like 10 or so ago. Yeah, he had a degenerative uh, spinal injury, so yeah, I thought his like, career was done. I thought he was done, and then like Christian, I think, is with AEW now, isn't he? Yep, he sure is. He's yeah. under a different name, but yeah. Like you bring back all the old guys. Yeah, it's blown. It's blown up over there, and they actually got competition. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're wondering who urinating, urinating tree is, just listen to his videos, and you'll hear his voice. And it's very synopsis. I mean, you could. You, it's it makes it's, it's, it's love hate. Like they, there are a lot of people who hate it. <laughs> no, but it, it's a that. lot of people think i'm doing like a character or a voice this isn't a voice <laughs> and it's like it's not doing that fake voice it's terrible it's like it's, it's not. but it works They're with like, a bad it's play not a voice what it works voice? it works with the bad play videos that you always uh you know talk about or the teams you know so it works man yes <laughs> but yeah. go for it fernando no, nothing. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of the videos. I love your Browns video where you talked about when they went to 0 and 16. Oh. Uh, and then obviously the real reason we wanted to bring you on was because of your Artie Moreno video. You know, your Artie Moreno video blew up in the Angels community. Almost everyone's, you know, heard about it. It's a constant talking point. So, uh, you know, I, I, out of our end, we're fans. So thank you, first of all, for even coming on. Yep. Absolutely, dude. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, yeah. It's an no, honor absolutely. to be on, dude. Good, good. Yeah, we got a dude, lot. Of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was just gonna say real quick, we just got a lot. We reposted your video to the page, and it blew up. It got shared a lot, and and a lot of fans didn't know the dynamics that you got into until they watched the video. And then, man, we got a lot of comments on all sides. Everyone giving their opinion. Everyone like, God damn that Artie. You know what I mean? Like, so it was it was pretty cool, man, to to see the because over here the media is so soft in Orange County. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't really bring out what really is going on. Whereas in L.A., you know, you know when the Dodgers are going through something or there's a player, you know, like when Scherzer freaked out, it was a big story. You know, something like the Angels story is kind of pushed to the side. Back in May, early May, the Dodgers were relentless. Yeah. Because that was when they were in the bit of the slump. I think Bauer was flipping out. Mookie Betts, who I think was having issues, too. Yep. yep, And like they were thinking, oh, no, the Dodgers, the sky is falling. Dude, every time Dave Roberts messes up and I don't think he's that good of a manager. They want him fired. Yeah. 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 It's like Joe Madden, it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the problem is, like, I'm not a fan of Joe Madden either. I think he's an arrogant tool bag, but he's got the old <laughs> reputation. And if you want to be completely honest with you, his uh, management decisions nearly cost the Cubs in 2016, but I'm mm-hmm. not a judge. No, that's what we say all the time. Like, I, the one thing with Joe Madden I've always been complacent about is bullpen management. And like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, 2016 was one of the biggest things. I mean, who else can almost successfully run Chapman's career into the ground? Aaron Boone. <laughs> how bad he was in June <laughs> July. <you> <laughs> like, it, uh, the great pastime of uh, Aaron, of um, Aroldis Chapman. And I'm guessing this is a podcast that so you can't see. So, unfortunately, it's like that awkward smile. It's just like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the home run. And with Jose Altuve. <laughs> yeah. there was, I think there was one with a Jared Walsh hitting a grand slam. He was like that. And then he's like, oh, no, he gave up a grand slam. It's like <laughs> those reactions are priceless. They are. Yeah, we have a, we made a T-shirt with him, with a silhouette of him on it where he just kind of left like his arm dangling after that uh, grand slam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good times. It was like he froze. He looked, it was, it was the so weirdest I mean, thing. It's just like, it's one of those things, like sometimes like you're in a really awkward situation and you don't know how to react. So you just have like this like half smile because you don't <laughs> know how to react to it. That's what that felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he does that like at the coffee shop, if he accidentally touched someone, if he just like freezes with like a half smile. <laughs> well, for sure. He hundred percent does. Yeah. You, you dealt with a lot of Aroldis Chapman when he was on the Reds. Reds and the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, at least it wasn't on the Cubs long. That was like what, like two and a half months right yeah. the deadline. Well, but with I, the Reds for a while. Mm-hmm. No, definitely with the Reds. It wasn't really a Rollis Chapman that gave us issues, though. It's like whatever reason, Billy Hamilton hit like he was Tony Gwynn. <laughs> he stole bases like he was Ricky Henderson, and he somehow hit home runs like he was Mark McGuire. We turned him into a <laughs> Hall of Fame player. Because he sucked everywhere else against the Pirates. He's hitting 350. I guarantee it's like, well, he's going to hit three for five with about three runs and two stolen bases today. Maybe a double. Because that's how Billy Hamilton is with the Pirates. He was a Pirate killer. And And against everyone else. like He left the Reds. I just popped up over to Champagne. It's like, thank God we don't have to deal with this guy anymore. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like the rest of the league, like Billy Hamilton's been like 120. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Pirates are the only reason why he was respectable because he yeah, always fair. dominated the Pirates. <laughs> doesn't matter who we threw out there, doesn't matter what year, Billy Hamilton dominated us. That's, that's like right. let's Laredo with the uh, Oakland A's before he got suspended. Uh, I'm, I know I'm probably killing his last name, but that dude kills the Angels all the time. Uh, the Oakland center fielder. 
robbing home runs and hitting doubles. Yeah. Oh, Loriano. Loriano, there Laureano. you go. Yeah, he kills us. Yeah. One question I got to ask before we get really get started. What was your opinion on Clint Hurdle? Clint Hurdle, I felt like at the beginning, I thought he was a good manager for the time, you know, because like we were in a situation that we needed a culture to build. He was the kind of guy that gave a structure and a sort of accountability. But unfortunately, come like 2015, 2016, the game kind of started passing him by. And it was to the point where he started over favoring the veterans. He started, you know, um, kind of like making really questionable decisions. He, his message got stale. I mean, he's a good dude, but he just like there's like a time limit for a lot of even managers and coaches. And I felt like he had hit that point. So 2019, like that was the year like I mean, I knew they weren't going to do anything, but the Pirates thought they were competitive. And that four and 24 stretch was probably the best thing that could have happened to them because they'd probably still be here if it weren't for that. Hmm. Yeah do, you, yeah. do you do you like what they've been doing recently? Uh, they've, they, it's what they've had to do. To be completely honest with you, they've had to really dismantle and sell everything because, like, Adam Frazier is a good player, but Adam Frazier isn't going to be good in three or four years when the Pirates get back to being good. Your core right now is Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, maybe Stephen Brault, and then your best players are Double A AA or lower right now. So you're probably not going to be good next year. You're not going to be good. Like uh, two years down, you'll probably start seeing some progress, but it, this is a deep rebuild. And unfortunately that's the price you got to pay. And it sucks that we're doing it 10 years after we had just finished a deep rebuild, but <laughs> that's the price of being in a small market. So it, it's either like you have to rebuild constantly if you're a small market or you're a situation kind of like the angels where you're throwing money at a bunch of elite free agents and, you don't have the structure of the development to back them. So it's give or take. But in terms of the trade value, I feel like they've gotten fair value for what they've had. Like Frazier, you weren't going to get a ton for because he's had a great year, but his past years have not been good. He really struggled big time in 2020. He's a very streaky hitter. I think he hasn't done that well in San Diego, but he's more of a super utility guy there. Um, Rich Rod, I mean, you weren't going to get much for him, but this was the time to trade him. So I'm fine with that. I'm surprised they got something for guys like Austin Davis and shoot, um, uh, Tyler Anderson. I'm surprised they got something for them. Um, like the Tyone trade looks pretty good right now. The prospects yeah. are doing well there. Musgrove, like I, I like Musgrove, but he's been like the return on that's doing well as well. They're like couple guys doing well in that regard as well like jared bednar i think could be the closer of the future for a couple years for us um josh bell like will crow's been not good but i think like eddie yeon i think is the guy they're looking at so yeah to be determined it definitely looks like they have a lot of pieces that are that they Mm -hmm. can build around that's what i mean it's like double a or lower that's mostly where they're at right now i mean you're looking at like O'Neill, Cruz, Calvin Mitchell, Rancy Contreras, Mason Martin, um, not not Eric Gonzalez. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the name. Henry Davis too. Uh, I forget their pick last year. It'd be like, nice to get the Pirates back winning again because that is probably one of the prettiest parks in all of baseball. It's beautiful, man. And even when they're bad, you yeah. get third base side. Just sit there and look at the skyline. The only place that rivals is Camden Yards. I haven't been to any of the West Coast parks, so um, 
I couldn't tell you how Angel Stadium is. I couldn't tell you how Dodger Stadium is. I hear San Fran Stadium is absolutely beautiful on the same yeah. level. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like I haven't been any further west than um, I think like um, Milwaukee and Chicago. So oh, okay. those are both. So Milwaukee, underrated ballpark. It is. Uh, I've uh, been yeah. like 13 of them. So yeah. I agree. Well, um, the um, like the television broadcast does not show its beauty. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, you know, people always talk about, oh, Petco Park's, you know, a great stadium. And Petco Park is great for casual baseball fans. But, like, Petco Park wasn't a stadium, like, intended for hardcore fans. You know what I mean? Like, people go there to have a good time, not to watch a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously there is people who go to watch a baseball game. But, Andrew, you've been there. You understand it's catered to, like, the bros. It's catered to the people oh, yeah, who are just yeah. there to get yeah. a beer. You walk yeah. in, so they give you a wide shirt. I've heard that about Coors <laughs> Field too. They call it the um, the uh, largest bar in Denver. I think that's what they call it. Coors <laughs> Field's nice though. I will say uh, that. And Camden Yards, beautiful. Probably my favorite. Camden ballpark. is fantastic. Just the attention to detail to a lot of aspects. Fantastic. Plus the food, you, the food is like top notch. They Who's just throw bad? Old Bay I'm seasoning sure. on everything. Old Bay. I mean, there's only two reasons to go to Baltimore: Camden Yards, seafood. Nick's Fish House, Jimmy's Seafood, two places to go. All right. Yeah, I, I go to Baltimore once a month. Besides that, you guys are going to hate me, Baltimore. I hate your city. Absolutely horrible. There's like three good places, <laughs> and then the rest is is just – it's it's grungy. Well, if you ever go back there, there's a place on the outskirts called uh, Red, White, and Blue Barbecue. They're really good. It's worth like the 15-minute drive out. It's like Memphis-style barbecue. It's delicious. Mm, I'll have to try that next time I'm there. Yeah, go. Don't go back, but if you do, well, I mean, uh, me and my girlfriend try to go once a year, so it's like okay. she she prefer, she likes the seafood there. So. Okay, I'm yeah, going next it. week, and so. it's only like a four hour drive, so oh. like two hours. We go to this like, have you ever heard of a place called Breezewood, Pennsylvania? It's a connector yeah, between so. the Pennsylvania Turnpike and the Maryland Interstate, and it is just an oasis of fast food, <laughs> a casual restaurants, and gas stations. It is like. Yeah. It is urban glory in all of its might. People hate it, but you know something? You've been driving on the turnpike for two hours. I need to stop, get some gas, maybe get some sheets, maybe uh, get something <laughs> quick to eat. Or maybe I'm a trucker. I might want to get some, like, you know, go to Pilot Flying J, maybe get a stop at a hotel. There are a couple of those there. You know what? Yeah. It works because there's <laughs> nothing else around there. Yeah. Yep. Trust me, I make the drive the same thing once a month between uh, Baltimore to New Jersey. So, yeah. Those are your best friends. You got to stop there, get some crappy Burger King, maybe some Aunt Auntie Anne's, because that's Auntie all they Anne's. have there. And New Jersey, you can't pump your own gas. It just gets worse. It's, yeah, it's full serve. Yeah. I, I yeah. remember that. Like, I was driving from New York to Philly one time, and I'm like, I need gas. It's like, oh, shit, New Jersey's full serve. I'm like, oh, no. And then I feel bad. I, I pump my own like $5. gas. Yeah, well, I, I've done it before. I've done it before because it took too long. So I just put the gas thing in. And I walked inside. The guy's like, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> Whatever. He's getting paid. I think yeah, they get paid like, yeah. like <laughs> over minimum. I think, right? When you're here in California, you know, like though, if you see a guy by the pump, he's either trying to uh, wash your windshield with a newspaper yeah. or he's trying to bum yeah. money from you. So when I was in <laughs> Oregon, I'm like, dude, no, no, I don't want it. He's like, no, 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 I'm pumping your gas. No, 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 I don't want you to pump my gas. He had to explain it. I, I, was, I wasn't used to that. So Yeah, there are a couple of those around here, but they're more in like the shadier areas of Pittsburgh. So oh, it is what it is. Yeah, don't stop there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep driving. 
Yeah. I live by a place right, called so- the North Side. Like at night, it gets a little. <laughs> Noted. All right. So we brought uh, Urinating Tree on today to talk about his Artie Moreno video. So uh, we on this network have been notorious about talking about Artie Moreno, just trying to make the fans aware about, you know, I don't want to say how bad of a human he is, but about uh, as how bad of a human he is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's let's boil it down here. You know, there's a lot. So a couple of the bullet points that you talked about in your video. So Artie Moreno obviously bought the team in 2003. Uh, you know, they were newly crowned World Series champions. He purchased them from Disney, who before that purchased a team from Gene Autry and his wife. Uh, what he bought the team for, I believe, $180 million. Like $183 million, I think it was. Yes. And now the team's worth about oh, $2.5 billion, just under. $2.5. Oh, it's, it's more. I, I heard $1.9, but $2.5. Yeah. No, it's $2.4 something, but I'm rounding up here. Yeah, Jeez. that's a nice return. But, yeah, I'd say like a, a, a what, a 1,000% return. I think <laughs> yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and all you have to do was isolate an entire county of people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and try to go to a different county and claim you're Los Angeles. Yeah, that, that works well. That definitely alienates the area over here, too. Mm-hmm. The yeah, only thing worse is if like you were in San Diego and called yourself Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're in San Diego and you want to call yourself Los Angeles, you have to move your team. Just ask the Chargers. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and the Clippers, if you want to be – uh, thorough yep yep the clippers too how dare i forget oh man it sucks being the san diego sports fan oh yeah <laughs> yeah andrew does that around the league show but he's a uh, I, san diego sports fan <laughs> i would say at least you have the padres but they're in a state of free fall and might not make the playoffs so yeah, we don't have to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> ever since uh, those kids released that slam diego cover of california love they have gone to shit i know we did we need to it like has not been good yeah no <laughs> Someone find those kids like and the... drop them in the pier. Yeah. That's the only way you save San Diego. Yeah, we, we need to get a bunch of like cloaks and just do a sacrifice in the middle of Echo Park. <laughs> I was going to say on the court on a bridge. It's right there. <laughs> Overlooking word. the stadium and the city. <laughs> like, we must sacrifice you in the name of Slam Diego. And you just cut the rope. Yeah. <laughs> they have to like fall. There you go. And then the Padres mascot or a friar comes out and does oh a celebratory God. dance. <laughs> he, he's technically a religious figure so that works i mean yeah, exactly. just dancing in the torchlight <laughs> yeah right okay so uh after Arden Moreno purchased the team he decided to make an immediate impact uh you alluded to it in your video you know lowering the price of beer was probably one of the biggest things he did originally mm-hmm. angels fans loved him for that uh, todd shaking his head no but i know he was lit back then well, it was only a couple dollars man i mean to see where it's at right now because in only the normal concession stands, it's at the same price as it was back then. But you go, they've opened up other bars and it's just as high and just as premium as all the others. St- That's what I mean. It's probably like the basic stuff that's like yes. they cut the cost of pretty much. You you can get a Miller Lite for four dollars. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's not good. It's not <laughs> but the who, best wants, beer, but I mean, who wants that though? Who wants that? It's really? my thing though. I'm not going <laughs> to drink a beer at the game. I'll either drink before or after the game where it's cheaper and I'll get like better quality and better selection too nothing against the selection i get but i'm gonna pay like 10 11 bucks for just a bottle of say well pen brewery like pen pilsner 
or Fathead's Bumbleberry. Those are a couple crafts we have around here. Those are decent ones, but like you're paying 10, 11, you're paying for the ballpark. You're not paying for the beer itself. Absolutely. And that's, that's why everyone pregames in the, in the parking lot, you know, they mm-hmm. have their tailgates. Cause uh, I mean, unlike the Dodgers, we can, we can tailgate, you know, they're not allowed to. <laughs> <over there. laughs> it was but, with how rowdy they get or the allegations of how rowdy they get. I don't blame them for not. Bro, doing bro do you know that yeah, there's a, a park around the Dodger stadium, uh, Elysian park? They, that park is closed. Because they're scared of uh, Dodger fans outside the stadium, uh, pre-gaming over there, then coming in. So they, they on game days, the entire park, which is just as big an area as Dodger Stadium, is closed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, Tree, I, I do have one request for a future video. Yes. You should do a whole video on the Dodgers and like how they literally had to like pry people out of their homes to tear them down in front of their eyes to build yes. the stadium. When was this like in the sixties? Yeah, when, when yeah. they bought the property. Yeah, they the mid, the, eminent the mid, domain. The mid fifties. Eminent domain. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the same thing kind of happened with Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. Like they had demolished like an area of the Hill District, mm-hmm. and a bunch of like um, affluent people moved out, and it became one of the shadiest areas in Pittsburgh, and they, it hasn't recovered since. Jeez. And it's a shame because the Hill District back in like 30s, 40s, 50s, it was an epicenter of black culture. Like you had like some great jazz legends that played there, Homestead Grays that had played there as well, Negro Baseball wow. League. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot of like history there. And mm-hmm. they built Civic Arena and poof, gone. Jeez. Yeah, it's wild. No. That's yeah, I, I didn't know that even happened. Well, there you go. See, I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we got to, we as content creators, we have to tell these stories. So that, hey, people are aware. Because it gets forgotten. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You forget history, uh, you repeat it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. And they will. Don't you worry. Oh, it, uh, easily. Just easily. wait till Artie yeah. wants a new stadium. He's like, this land isn't good enough. <laughs> I want that land. And we're going to rip people out of their homes there. There are too many homeless people here. Move them away. <laughs> or or, or, or build them into the stadium. <laughs> just, build them into the stadium. <laughs> just put a sheet over them. <laughs> it will give its life. <laughs> the the sad the sad part is that happened. Remember, Todd, uh, the area right where the oh. river used to be, right behind the Big A, had a bunch of less fortunate people. But are, wasn't it Artie who complained? Yeah, it was, there was literally a hundreds of people that were on the riverbed just adjacent to the Big A uh, sign. And they actually put up signs that says "Don't feed the people." Because <laughs> during during tailgates, people would go over there and give them food, and then there'd be more people that would show up. Well, unfortunately, yeah. that's what happens because they think, "Hey, I'm going to get free food." Yeah. That's yeah. why, unfortunately, that's why they're like policies of restaurants to throw out their stuff immediately for that reason. I think probably, yeah. well, I know a bunch of them in Pittsburgh have that policy, but I know California probably, especially yeah. LA. All the dumps probably diving. Tones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I they, used to give out free food. I, he, I was I was eighteen. That was fine. Yeah. He, <laughs> but he, he got very mad and he uh he, he went to the city and and bitched and moaned and all of a sudden all those people are gone. <laughs> yeah, I think it helped that the Ducks got declined in All Star Game. I think because of it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of when the city was like, okay, we got to do something. Got the leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so uh, going back to the topic. So um, after Artie bought the team, he decided to uh, go after big free agents like Bartolo Colon, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, who, mm-hmm. uh, funny enough, ended up being the only Angels Hall of Famer in history, which is baffling. But Vladimir Guerrero was the first and only so far. 
Uh, and then we, uh, you went on to talk about some of the really bad contracts yes. that Artie Moreno has green-lighted. Yep. So or, let's start off. Or like some that have had bad outcomes. Because I know a lot of people like bitched about, you know, Dan Heron, David Freeze. Um, there were a couple others as well on there. Uh, Chris Ionetta. But mm-hmm. like the thing yeah. with those, like Dan Heron, like, unfortunately, you let him go after a couple of years. He was really good for you, but he declined like rapidly after yes. this last year. Plus, you gave up a premium haul, like a quality third, fourth starter in Joe Saunders. He lasted a year. Tyler Skaggs, who you had to reacquire, and Patrick Corbin. Mm-hmm. Chris Ionetta, they had to trade uh, Tyler Chatwood, who would have been useful in the mid-2000s. He had a couple of years where he had a war over three, I believe. Plus, what maybe he does better in L.A. instead of Colorado. Yeah, he and, pitched. And uh, David Freeze, they traded uh, Randall Critcher. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another big name is uh, Gary Matthews Jr., right? He was a really big signing at the time. I think so. I did not go over the Gary Matthews Jr. signing, unfortunately. But I think he was a big contract, if I remember correctly. Like, I think it was like late 2000s, if I remember. Yeah, he was late 2000s, and he was almost a $100 million player. I think he was like 86 or $89 million, uh-huh. and uh, he was way overpaid. Uh, yeah. They were just trying to keep him from Texas. Yeah, and uh, fun fact, Gary Matthews Jr. was actually a pirate before he became really good. He was claimed <laughs> on waivers. I think he was there for like a month or two, and then he goes somewhere else and gets good. That's, <laughs> that's also a pirate tradition, especially oh, yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s, where players would suck here and then get really good elsewhere. Oh, yeah, like especially Bautista, when they right? got traded for pennies, not just <laughs> yeah. Jose Bautista, Aramis Ramirez, oh, yeah, Jose yeah. uh, we had Jason Schmidt, that's right, that's right, yeah. Hey, well, I, remember, I mean, the Angels had uh Kirby Yates for a, literally a game, mm-hmm. and then he went on to the Padres to become one of the better closers like what, two years ago, but he you can't guys, predict that, like, you that guys stuff had- happens. You guys had Johnny Morton too, right? Back in the day. Charlie Morton, ground shock. Oh, yeah. Charlie Morton. Uh, the yeah. thing with ground shock, he would be really good for about five innings and then comes inning six, he just implodes. And it was a shame because, like, he was, he had the potential to be really good, but the parts could never harness it. He goes yeah. to Houston, he becomes really good. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great. Yeah. Derek Cole, same thing, even though you can argue he was doing some sticky tack. Tyler Glass now never developed in Pittsburgh, goes to Tampa Bay, does well. I, I mean, it's a shame he's not healthy, but yeah. same thing. I mean, you just it just keeps happening. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Jamison Tyones became really good over the past couple months, and I'm really happy for him because that dude's been through so much shit. Testicular mm-hmm. cancer to Tommy John's, all this, like, the injuries. It's like he is a good dude, and I'm really glad he's doing well. That's good. Um, so, so, uh, you know, you were, you were alluding to some of the names. I mean, you know, and then you get to the really, really big ones, like, you know, the Pujols contract, the yes. CJ Wilson contract, the Josh Hamilton, um, you know, Chris Iannetta and David Freeze, like you said, I mean, they were decent for what they were, you know, yeah. they were meant to just be complimentary pieces, but you know, uh, Houston street, um, Ricky Nolasco, Luis Valbuena, Justin Upton, who we're currently dealing with Cody Allen. Tim Lincecum, Zach Kozar, Matt Harvey, Trevor Cahill, Julio Teheron. It's just a never-ending list of really bad contracts or players who just didn't pan out even for the money they were getting paid. Or, or experiments like Tim Lincecum. Because yeah. he was yeah. at the point where he was just gassed, and it's like, this is depressing. Yeah. Well, I think he was I only throwing well like 89. And yeah. like, it's like his delivery, like people said, like, oh, he's going to fall hard, and then – 
you kind of saw it the last few years in San Fran. And then when he gets to LA, it's like game. Yeah, he looked like he was just throwing batting practice up there. It was a shame. He was really good. Yeah, he had like uh, that Sandy Koufax uh, peak. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sandy Koufax retired in his prime, so we yeah. didn't know how he fell, but yeah. Yeah, no, he, I mean, Tim Lincecum was certainly, I, I was excited when we got him at the time because obviously, you know, growing up, I mean, Tim Lincecum was like, was the yeah. guy, you know? Oh, I mean? yeah. I think a lot of people liked him, whether they're Giants fans or not. So, you know, obviously, anytime you get any name, you're going to be excited naturally. But when they don't pan out, you know, that's when not, it really sucks. Not Harvey, too. Yeah, that was terrible. Surprisingly, still in the league. And yeah, you keep getting a job. <laughs> He's not doing that bad with the Orioles, right? I, I know. Well, he's, like, he's he's had a couple stretches. Let me actually look this up real quick. I baseball reference up. I, I don't know if he's been doing too well. This is probably his last year in the bigs because Baltimore's just using him as a placeholder. Yeah, he's six and fourteen with a six point two eight ERA and a four point six FIP. So yeah, okay. He had a stretch where he was doing okay. I mean, he's doing better than he did with the Angels and Royals, but <laughs> that's that's um, amazing. That he still got a job. It's a shame he. Just kept getting injured because he was also really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, with the Mets and the World Series team. Yeah. It, it seemed, I was going to say, it seems like almost every one of those free agents was plus 30, like on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Well, but unfortunately, I think a lot of guys are when they hit free agency. Most mm-hmm. of them are flirting with 30 or past that yeah. 30 plateau. Because – that's a thing they're, too. Like you're you're paying for what they were. You're not paying for absolutely. what they're going to be. Like Mike Trout, you're not paying him 14 years for what he's going to be 35 to 40. You're paying for what he is right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they did with Pujols. That's absolutely what mm-hmm. they did with Pujols. Yes, they, you know, we never thought that we knew that Pujols was going to regress. There was absolutely no way oh, yeah. he was going to be batting. You know, one 350 every season with 50 mm-hmm. to 60 home runs, but. What we didn't think is that he would be batting 220 with, you know, 25 home runs. That's the risk you take, unfortunately, especially when you sign a guy who's 31 and has a lot of mileage over the past 10 years. Yeah, and then right away the plantar fasciitis like took over his feet. His he lost his speed. He was stealing yeah. bases with St. Louis. And I think yep. right now there's there's two sides of the fan base which annoys us. There's the Halo Honks, which is led by well actually this guy, uh, which is Roger Lodge, the announcer. And then um, he likes Mister Positivity. Nobody could do wrong. And they they're the type of fans that say, oh, you know what, uh, Pujols, you got to respect him because uh, he's a Hall of Famer. It's like, no, dude, I'm not. We're not paying him for what he did in St. Louis, although we kind of are. But we're we're rooting <laughs> what well, none of his stuff in St. Louis com- comes over to Anaheim, you know? And I think that's where the real Anaheim fans are like, you know, he he kind of sucks. And there's that kind of divide because we would go back and forth with each other. Like most of us would be like, all right, we want him off the team. The Halo Honks were like, no, no, you gotta respect this guy. He's a he's he's done this off the off the field. He's done he's done this on the field. It's like, I don't care about that. What have you done for me lately? You know? Well- you have to consider, too, I mean, he might be good off the field, but you have him for a 10-year personal services contract once he retires. So he can do good stuff there. He can be an ambassador for the team. There you go. And, and I think – oh, Did they not void that when they cut – when they uh, – I think No, no, no. I think that's still active. That's still active. I think that's – when he retires, he gets the personal services contract. Uh, I would certainly hope so because, you know – Obviously, that would be kind of nice. I mean, I, I have no problem believing that Pujols might be a good mentor, might be a good hitting coach. 
I don't think a lot of people would argue with that, but he's, you know, certainly not doing it as a player anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's doing all right as a bench guy with the Dodgers, but the it's Dodgers just, always like know how to get the most out of guys. Yeah. It's just funny though, that the exact thing that he told the angels brass supposedly is what he went for with the Dodgers. Like I, I for sure thought, okay, he's going to St. Louis or he's going to a American league team that needs a DH or something like that. And then he go for the exact thing that the Angels offered him here. He was like, nope, I'm going to do it with the Dodgers. So it was like a big FU to us and as a fan base. And then we were we were like, you know what, man? Like, again, it tore the fans because some people were like, oh, the Angels disrespected him. And then other people were like, no, 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 he disrespected us. So it, we're, yeah. we're torn right now, the, the entire organization and fan base. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, especially when you're in a situation where you're hovering 500 and – kind of don't know where to go so that definitely is understandable 26 times we've gone to 500 this year that's crazy as an unbiased party tree uh who would you say uh what, what would you say do you think it was the right idea for them to get rid of pools this year and just kind of eat that remaining part of the contract i think it was i think it was okay. because jared walsh emerged as a legitimate first base option that's Absolutely. the reason why show hayes your dh you have nowhere to play pools and at this point it's like hey man it's not working out we're gonna pay you your money go win a ring somewhere that's all you really can do because he's just gonna sit and run and then you have a chris davis situation Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that was another fun one. Uh. That was another shame. He just retired actually, which Yeah, the new Bobby Bonilla, right? Oh, no, uh, to for another yeah. 15 years he's making 9 million for the next 3 years. <laughs> so it's yeah, the And then I think it goes to 5 until I think 2031 and then 1.5 until 2036, I believe. That's nice. Uh, but it is like those. a 15 year deferred payment. I want his agent. That's pretty <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, we all would. Oh, go ahead, Fernando. Sorry. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say that. So with all those names that we listed, and there's more, we are well over a billion dollars with a B. A billion, guys. Yes. Artie Moreno has literally grabbed shovels of money and burned it because we got almost no production. The sad part is if you combine all those names – I don't even know if we're like in a positive war. And if we are, it's not very high. We're talking, you know, low double digits. If that. And you also yeah. have to consider that's not including your in-house extensions like your Jared Weavers and your Mike Trout, which will elevate that war, especially with Trout. But Absolutely. at the same time, do you really do you really want to pay $2 billion for no playoff wins in 10 years? Mm-hmm. No, nobody would. Yeah, I was bringing this up. I don't know which, which way you're going to go with this, Fernando, on your next bullet point. But uh, if we're sticking with Artie here, um, I brought this up on – I do a post game on here, and we were talking last night about how uh, Artie could have been a more bigger pillar in the community, being the first Hispanic owner, You know, maybe donating to some local schools, backpacks, things of that nature. You have to pay right here – 15 to 20 dollars for a cheap plastic b- a backpack with, with a coloring book a little t-shirt to become part of the angels kids group right when he should be going doing with the dodgers the sparks other teams locally that uh you know even the clippers back in the day before they uh, got rid of sterling would donate to schools to get their logos out to get their team brand out and also take care of the kids i think they the angels miss that there's a whole generation that has missed that connection that could be with the only team in town besides the ducks they could get that one-on-one uh, appreciation and maybe their family start watching games and going to games, things of that nature, because the team is giving back to the community. 
there's no community outreach with Artie. And I think that's a huge uh, a negative on his part. I think he could have established himself, especially with a large Hispanic area in the Santa Ana area, just outside Anaheim and the Anaheim area as well. What, what are your thoughts on that? I I would say, I mean, you have to consider with Artie Moreno, he's a dude from Arizona. He doesn't know the ins and outs of Anaheim, L.A., Orange County, L.A. County, anything like that. So what he's thinking is, how do I increase the value of my team? Mm-hmm. And he's done a good job of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will give him Absolutely. credit. He knows how to make money. But at the same time, when you try and uh, push yourself into L.A., even though Anaheim wants no part of LA because you're in a different County and like it gobbles up everything, like it creates a resentment. And I feel like Anaheim kind of feels that way, especially since Anaheim's kind of bending over backwards for him. Like they nearly moved to long beach like a couple times, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's just doing it to parlay you know, like into like to benefit him and once again, he's doing a great job of that. But if you're looking, you know, community outreach or, you know, fan relations or anything like that, it's it's not working. It's not because several teams have have done around the league where they've given out, you know, baseball equipment to inner city kids. You know, they've don't they've donated to, uh, you know, boys and girls, youth clubs, things like, like that. You know, Gene Autry back in the day used to have Anaheim days. Uh, when he had no affiliation with Disneyland, but he was giving to their organization, they were giving back. And, you know, so it's like he's already done anti everything Gene Autry. And I don't think there's going to be any streets named after him when he's gone. Like Autry has <laughs> in the Anaheim area, just throw well, he, he could always buy it. Well, yeah. remember, <laughs> remember, yeah, he, street. Is, he has the land around Angel Stadium, so he'll probably build a bunch <laughs> of hip shops that nobody goes to outside of game days, maybe a couple bars that he's going to collect the rent of, and they'll call it Artie Moreno Boulevard. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they'll call it Artie Party Boulevard. Artie, Artie Party. Party. <laughs> there you go. Artie That's Party Party the clubs. Don't give go. him that idea. He'll do it. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah, right. We got to put in the patent for it now so he doesn't take it. <laughs> party. It'll be a party supply store. So we'll get a trademark for it quickly. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Do the Pirates do any kind of community outreach here now? They do a little bit. They have uh, something called Miracle League. So it helps like um, okay, yep. like disabled children. Like they build like ballparks around there. There's Pirates charities. So they do like functions for that as well. So they do some work. But mostly people around here, bitch, they Bob Nutting's cheap. So, okay. Uh, I think great. I've heard about the Angels Baseball Foundation a handful of times, but I have no idea what they actually do. You know, like when you go to other ballparks, they're like, oh, we do this 50 50 raffle. Yep, you know, the money goes to, you know, children with, with cancer, things like that. You know, like they'll make it very clear what they're doing. Like, I think the Padres do a 50 50 raffle, Andrew, yep. if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. And Pirates, they Pirates do a lot do a of little league projects, but. I don't know what the Angels Foundation does. <laughs> well, maybe the 50-50 is half goes to the winner, half goes to Artie Moreno. That's why I haven't heard about it. Artie's fund. Yeah, Artie's <laughs> fund. It's like it helps him fund his existence in Arizona. It helps him build a few more solar panels, and it helps him get a couple of uh, high-speed processors, especially graphics processors, <laughs> to help him mine Bitcoin because you know how expensive graphics processors are nowadays. Oh my god! Oh, pricey, man. <laughs> 
Did I you... know a few friends that have tried to build computers, and it is a living hell trying to find a reasonably priced graphics processor. I know. It's the worst. I actually just built uh, a bot for someone to buy a graphics card for themselves because they've been trying for six months. Yeah. That's have the you, worst. Have you seen what he wants to do the Anaheim area or the around the Angels Stadium, the drawing? Uh, no, I, I have an idea. Like, I know he wants to build, like, shops, mm-hmm. like, a, sort of like a, uh, plazas, restaurants, wa- bars. Yeah, he wants to make it look sort of like SoFi. If you've seen SoFi Stadium, how they have the surrounding community of restaurants, like you said, bars and of that nature around. So it's going to be like overpriced stuff that's probably like local, but <laughs> pays us like a ton in rent to Artie Moreno for the the privilege yes. to be yeah. around Angel Stadium. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that's what a lot of people are going for nowadays, especially ownership. Like if you own the land, the key is in the land. It's not yeah. in like pro, like uh, like buildings. It, do you, if you own the land, then you get the money. So, I mean, Anaheim giving him Angel Stadium and that land for $350 million, that is an absolute steal, especially in the heart of California. Yeah. That's- yeah, I mean, they he almost paid more for Mike Trout than he paid for the land around Angel Stadium. He is Stadium, paying more for is- Mike Trout. <laughs> is he? I don't yeah, think. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like $400 million. Yeah, that's true. It's just, it's just crazy because – you used to be able to drive down the freeway, the five, and look and see Anaheim in all its glory, the stadium. Now, with all them damn condos and everything, all those those areas that just build up around the stadium, you can't almost see it anymore. Like, you can only see the top of the stadium, but most of that land, like you said, is Artie's now. It's like, God, it's got to be worth so much money, man. I mean, no, he doesn't own that land. Like, where the condos are, those are all like uh, other people. He only owns where the parking lot is. That's I, all his. I heard he sold that stuff off, though, because that was all open land for the longest time. I may be oh, wrong. I thought it was just old warehouses. No, that was like open land for the longest time, from what I heard. And it, it was part of Gene Autry's land at, at one point. So, really? Yeah. He so must he, have sold it like a while ago. Yeah, he cashed out on that sucker too. So I can't imagine. At least those condos are nice. At least they're not like eyesores. <laughs> well, well, what do you what do you think, Tree, about Manassian coming in? Because you touched on the previous GMs, and you you briefly touched in the video about Manassian. Yeah. You think you think he's going to be the 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 game changer here? As I said, to- like my issue with the GMs, we saw with Depoto, we saw with Epler. I don't know how much of the, what he what the Angels do is Manassian or Epler or Depoto, and how much is Moreno. That's the problem I have. Like drafting twenty pitchers, mm-hmm. like you, the one thing you do not do in an MLB or an NHL draft, since this takes so long to get there, you do not draft on need, an immediate need. You draft best player available, and like I doubt. 20 pitchers were the best players available. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Because uh, here's the problem. Three years down the line, maybe hitting's your issue because maybe Shohei Otani goes elsewhere. Jared Walsh isn't what he is, or maybe he gets traded. You have a bunch of bad contracts that are aging out. Maybe Rendon isn't what he was. You need hitting. And maybe you have a decent bit of pitching, and now you have a different problem because you drafted 20 pitchers, and maybe if you're lucky, one or two make an impact at the MLB level. Yep. So yeah. I don't know if that was Moreno's idea or that was Manassian's idea. That's the problem I have right now. And as we've seen from the Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling trade, like he's pulled out of trades before just out of impatience. Yeah. That, that seems like a, like an already decision because that doesn't seem like an analytical decision. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, that seems like sort of like a need based decision and it just, 
it does not make sense. Not even analytically. It's from like a, an organizational position because now you're going to have a Darth of hitting prospects unless you trade players for hitting prospects. What's interesting is that the Dodgers kind of did a similar thing this year. I think they either took 19 out of 20 as pitchers or 20 out of 20. Hmm. They didn't get 20 out of 20, but I think they got close. Yeah, it was close. So that's a perfect segue. You talked about the Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling deal. So you ended the video by really talking about some of the bullet points that, you know, Arden Moreno has really done wrong. And guys, if I'm missing anything here, go ahead and chime in. So you already talked about meddling. We talked about that multiple times, meddling in free agency, meddling in trades, uh, really just running the team like a Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, your assist, your uh, general manager is more of a figurehead in yes. the Artie Moreno era. Yes. So talked about that. The Tyler Skaggs incident and everything that's now happening in court, for instance, the Angels refusing to show up in court, the Angels refusing to that. pay the family out, all that stuff is now adding to the Tyler Skaggs issue becoming a bigger issue. It's not even like, well, maybe he knew about it and he just wasn't paying attention. Now it's, well, now he's showing his true colors because the wife wanted a settlement or, you know, they had a situation where they could have done a settlement and Artie's like, no, we're going to go to court. I feel like I've done nothing wrong. And Skaggs family sued the Angels and a couple of the uh, ballpark guys that were either dealers or were responsible. And if some of the rumors are true, especially with Skaggs being a middleman and a really high up, apparently being in charge of this whole situation, you're going to make the Pittsburgh drug trials look amateur. Like well, that's, yeah, I hope it's yeah. not. Well, see right I, now too. the other thing they're going to court about is trying to block the, uh, the information from going public. If they do go you, to court, you can't though. Yeah. I mean, once in a yeah. while, I mean, the freedom of information act exists for a reason. You can't expunge data. Because yeah. the problem is there are people that are going to find out about it or maybe some hotshot investigative reporter is going to realize, hmm, you know what, maybe from the athletics says, hmm, you know what, I'm going to dig into this. And then it becomes a huge expose and a massive black guy. And if the Angels organization and Moreno are holding back on this, then if he gets caught, the MLB may force Moreno to sell or they may strip him of wow. the team. So you think so you think if it comes back to okay you're making us look bad you're making us lose money or just you know uh having fans doubt the you know the quality not the quality but the uh, integrity of of your team and and the organization and will be a whole you think they'll go for that route to I be like hey don't know that's worst case scenario obviously but mm-hmm. that's uh, that's if this all links to Moreno I mean more yeah. than likely he probably didn't know or didn't care Mm-hmm. Like he seems like the kind of guy who like neglects developments and the behind the scenes stuff. He cares more about the sexy things like uh, act player acquisition, big contracts, yep. star players. That's why like, uh, like there are a bunch of stories of like, you know, people in the comments, like talking about like, like my friend was an angels prospect and all they said was, Oh, just throw as hard as you can. That's pretty much the, <laughs> like, yeah. the philosophy. Apparently. I don't yeah. know how true that is, but. I can kind of buy it. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, so another thing, uh, you know, aside from the Tyler Skaggs thing, is uh, he signed Mickey Calloway. Yeah. They said, you know, multiple people reported that the Mickey Calloway, you know, the photos he was sending was one of the worst kept secrets in Major League Baseball. It was well known that he was a dirtbag, yet he still found employment here. Yeah. Well, that's why they call him Dick Pick Mick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've called him that multiple times. <laughs> yeah, he, there was obviously I, the. Oh, go ahead. 
all I can think of is just like how bad he was with the Mets. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Not even the dick pics. It's just like Frank Fleming flipping out about Mickey Calloway. It's like, we battle, we battle, we battle. That's that's all he would say. And it's like, this is hilarious. <laughs> Thank God well, I'm not a Mets worse. Because not only was, you know, all that happening, but he was also sending dick pics. Oh, yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's not even just it's only with the Mets organization. Jared Porter did the same thing. And, he, made, uh, <laughs> he made Brett Favre look like an angel. You know, <laughs> Brett Favre had the decency to wear Crocs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so aside from Mickey Calloway, uh, there was the whole instance with, uh, with Josh Hamilton. You know, mm-hmm. with Josh Hamilton, I believe he admitted that he had the relapse, and Artie Moreno was like, "Hey, you're not welcome here." So mm-hmm. he ate all the money, basically, yep. forced him to go back to Texas because Texas is like, "Hey, we'll take him." And you know, so there was the mistreatment of that. Uh, speaking of mistreatment, we have the minor league situation. I think I messaged you originally saying that now we, as a podcast network and our fans, have taken it upon ourselves to give catered meals to some of our single A guys because nice. it's very well known that one our organization is one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, you alluded to it in your video. Oh yeah. I mean, there are articles on ESPN, like an athlete needs significant nutrients and calories to maintain not only a physical frame, but develop himself. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't even <laughs> extreme science. It's just common sense. You exert energy. You have to consume to regain that energy or else you're going to become gone and lose weight. Like that's basic yeah. calorie deficit. And the problem is when you aren't able to allow players to afford rent, I mean, I've heard there are horror stories about people in like, you know, Dominican League camps and, you, you know, just like being neglected there. This is what this feels like. Eight players to an apartment complex having to take other jobs is like an Uber driver or something else. It's not ideal for baseball camp. There are also like a lot of stories I've heard about Reed Detmers, like having to get his own coaches. Mike Trout being developed in the Dodgers system, apparently. Because wow. like he was part of their minor league system, like somebody was telling me about that. But I no, I said, we had a. I, I believe I think it was like a was partnership like a, with like the Dodgers minor league system, or something. Maybe we had the Quakes, or uh, our our single league team at that time was the Quakes. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, and now they're with the Dodgers, so maybe that's what they meant. I don't know. Maybe I think that is what they meant, probably. But yeah, because that was <laughs> our single league team back then. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, like. When like a minor league veteran is saying, hey, this is the worst organization I've been (laughs) with, like five or six different organizations. He's praising the Cleveland Indians, which I mean, they have done a great job developing pitchers. So uh, once again, you have to like worry about your guts of an organization. The Angels feel like they have all the cosmetic surgery, spray tan, uh, liposuction, (laughs) maybe implants. But on the inside, they're being eaten away by a liver infection, ruptured spleen, appendicitis. They have heart disease, maybe some <clears throat> cancer in there, mm-hmm. and like yeah. just a couple broken bones. Like there's no like the infrastructure's messed up. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of that, real quick, uh, what are your thoughts? Have you have you uh, 
checked in or did your research on the training staff of the Angels because they have guys that have been here since 1998. We don't have these new yoga instructors that stretch out these guys with new forms of medicine, things like that, herbal type stuff. I feel this team, like the other day, Patrick Sandoval was complaining that his injury that was supposedly just a nagging one turned into a 60-day stint now on the I.L., uh griffin canning had two broken vertebrae in his back you know he's done for the year um and, and his started out as a minor back tweak uh upton's been on the il four times this year uh you know rendon it took him three times to diagnose him before they had they said okay surgery and they've done several times where they said oh so-and-so's day-to-day and then they're gone for a long time Cobb started with a blister and he's been out five weeks we have extra most- Fowler started with oh he has like a, with a tweak in his knee he's going to be day to day oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that right. would be an issue with uh, personal trainer physical training and also with uh, injury diagnosis too so that's another infrastructure yeah. issue yeah because so right now w- there was a point in this season where we had sixteen injuries and that was by far the most on the major league club of any uh, major league club plus Trout. Yeah, plus Trout. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, mention okay. the biggest fish on there. No pun intended. That goes without saying. He was supposed to be four <laughs> to six weeks. Yeah, it's exactly. Ten to twelve. And they're still talking about, oh, he might come back. Why? Why would you come Shut back? You're already out of the playoffs. You're what, over ten games back. Yeah, they, they've been saying, oh, he's going to make a late, late September comeback. But for what? You know, what's <laughs> yeah. put butts in the seats? Yeah. That's- Right, right now, I don't even think that would work. Right now, I think there's they're lucky they're getting the fans they are for Shohei. But just uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on 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 that uh, the training staff being so bad because this isn't just this year; it's been the last several years. That's an infrastructure issue again. This is the same time. It's development. It's the little things that Artie Moreno isn't paying attention to. Once again, he's meddling in the higher end stuff. But when it comes to day-to-day ops, when it comes to, you know, the like the guys on the front lines, like they're hurting. And unfortunately, you're at the point where it's affecting the on-field product. And it has been for a very long time. Absolutely. So, I mean, there have been, I mean, you said we, we you haven't changed the staff since 97, physical training staff. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there have been breakthroughs in athletic science and physical science and uh, health, nutritional science. Like there have been so many different like changes in that regard that you're still basing your stuff on 97. And unfortunately baseball and every sport has become more athletic, more physical, more demanding. So you're going to have that wear and tear. And if you can't fix it, guess what? You're going to get Mike Trout who's supposed to be out for four weeks and he's out maybe for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I mean, I have visions of them working out the guys like from Rocky videos. You know, they're punching dead, <laughs> dead meat or whatever. Rocky Four. Yeah, there you go, Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to the mountains. You're going to Sierra Nevada. You're lifting rocks and logs, and you're jogging up the mountain. Yeah, like it's 1985. Like Joe Madden says. Yeah, he's, he's he keeps preaching 1985. It's like, oh, come on, man. We're not playing like 1985. We're playing. There's no easy way out. Yeah. in the locker room and and one other thing i had too for a question did you guys did you know that we are sporadic at batting practice which means we we go yeah we go down underneath the stadium and they'll just hit in the cages they won't even come out in the field hmm. and this is this is several times like they'll go about eight or nine games without having any batting practice that is weird you figured you'd have an open batting practice instead of being the cages no we we pretty much 
at Angel Stadium anyway, the road team gets all the, the the fanfare because they're the ones doing the batting practice, and then everyone's like, "Where's the Angels?" Oh, they're they're downstairs. They're 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 hitting the cages. Yeah, I mean, you figure people will want to see Shohei Otani hit some bombs in batting practice, right? Yeah, and you'd like to see where your balls are. Being he doesn't hit. even take BP. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't take BP. That's crazy with how well he's been doing. Jeez. Yeah, he admitted he just, he hasn't taken it since like last year. I think he said. This team is ass backwards. Well, I mean, it's worked for him. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, don't fix what's not broken. Yeah, exactly. Was it good? Oh, nothing. Uh, oh. A couple of the other things. So, uh, we've interviewed quite a few minor league baseball players. Uh, we, you know, you alluded to it on your video that the the situation with minor league problems is definitely a major league baseball mm-hmm. issue. I mean, uh, Andrew and I did an interview uh, about a year ago with Matt Antonelli, who was a uh, number one or uh, first round draft pick for the Padres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, I, think I think he, he does, does YouTube, I believe. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yep. He had he came on our show, and he had mentioned that he saw guys cooking ramen noodles out of their bathtubs. Guys used to use uh, air conditioning uh, yeah. units as uh, freezers uh, for chicken to try to keep it, you know, cool enough to eat later. Uh, Todd and I interviewed Ty Buttry. He's the friend of the show. He mm-hmm. told us that guys, you know, would with their $8 a day that they get for food, you get 20, but, you know, you're paying $12 per diem to the clubby. So really you get, you know, $8 or less. So they'd walk over to the gas station, get things like zebra cakes and yeah, soda. because they, they like eight shit, bucks. and unfortunately – your physique doesn't work out like that. Like, okay, I'll go to McDonald's. I'll get like a Big Mac meal. But unfortunately, that's not giving you the nutrients to develop as an athlete. Uh, have you ever guy tried buying protein before? That shit is expensive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very expensive. <laughs> like, you're not getting, like, for eight bucks, you're maybe getting, like, a little tablespoon with nothing <laughs> yeah. to drink it with. You got to just, like, okay, well, open wide, drink the powder. That, that's, yeah. that's what you're buying for, like, eight bucks with protein. <laughs> Especially yeah, the good stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm all check out our sponsors if you want protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but um what I'm saying is it's just you know, it's definitely a league wide issue. And mm-hmm. I think at some point, hopefully that will start to get figured out. You know, though we love to do it, we as podcasters shouldn't be in a position where we have to donate meals to single A guys. Exactly. Because they're stuck eating zebra cakes. Do we mind doing it? No, it's a great cause. And I think the biggest issue is that society just thinks that these minor league guys are getting paid tons and tons of money because major leaguers get paid handsomely. Well, so what, they're, what they're also thinking is, you know, they see like the first round talent and the elite talents get these big bonuses of like a couple million. But those are the exception. Most of the guys yeah. you're getting it's maybe like rule. ten, twenty thousand dollars. They're probably stashing in a four hundred one k. Or you're from the Dominican getting like a twenty, thirty, thirty thousand dollar bonus, and most of that's going to the Boscone that discovered them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and also like a lot. There's a lot of people who get like in a thousand dollar signing bonus. That's no joke. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. here's a thousand bucks. Oh, and you're stuck here for you know what seven to eleven years. Yeah, it's Sen- insane. It's seniors in college. Yeah. Yeah, so it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, you would think that more players would be advocates for the minor league system. I think the problem is most of the major league guys are just like, whatever, I'm making my money. Or they're big-time draft picks that have never had to deal with that struggle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like Mike Trout, like he got a nice signing bonus out of college. He's come from a well-off family, so he's never had to deal with that issue. A guy like maybe Eric Cole, 
made like f- over five million in signing bonus. He's never had to deal with that issue. Yeah, but if you were Mike Trout and you had a huge signing bonus and you went through a minor league system even for a couple of years, you still have empathy for your teammates that seeing them in those yeah. situations. I think too they have their own issue to deal with. I feel like I'm worried there's going to be a work stoppage next year. I don't know how long it's going to be, but yeah, especially with oh, how the play uh, the MLBPA and uh, baseball, especially last year, it's going to get ugly, and they and baseball cannot afford it. Like they literally cannot, and I feel like it's just an unavoidable car crash at this point, and it's sad. Yeah, do you think it'll? I feel be like baseball is finally starting to get it right in terms of like, oh, let's not go after the people who are trying to promote us on social media, and then <laughs> it's like they're finally not sicking the hounds on like random YouTubers or anything like that. And it's just like, hey, you're finally getting it. Well, too bad. Well, we're probably going to go for a labor stoppage. Yeah, because they have a they have a lot of things to deal with this offseason, a lot of things to discuss. Yes. And absolutely. a lot of points where they're not hitting eye to seeing eye to eye. Salary cap, salary floor. There's probably a couple other things. Uh guaranteed money. Universal for the players yeah. organization. Universal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The extra playoff uh team as well. Teams, yeah. Uh, maybe more teams. I think baseball yeah. wants to do the six like the sixteen team format, which I think would be stupid because it just rewards mediocrity, but yeah, it would water down everything. You wouldn't want to see like the NBA where you see teams getting in like three or four teams under 500. Yeah, like that, that was like that last year. Like you'd probably get the Angels in the playoffs, which is like, hey, great. You get to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs, but would it be worth it? Because they'll get smacked in maybe three or four games. Yeah, if that. So, yeah, I, I, I much rather see them do what they did uh, in the COVID season, just adding that extra one team. I think that's that was better for me. I, I enjoyed that, actually. Oh, well, the COVID season, I think they added uh, – they did eight. Yeah, they did yeah. eight. Sorry, eight. They did, yeah, they did eight. Like, they overloaded it. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense because it was a two-month season, but still it's Yeah, like, they had to make like money, soccer. you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I'm totally with all of you guys thinking that hey, like you think at some point some of these major league guys would maybe be fighting a little bit more for like hey, let's get these guys some help because, you know, regardless of signing bonus, you know they've all at least had to struggle a little bit. Like when we had Ty Buttry on, he said that his signing bonus was just under two million, but he yeah. said that him and his wife still had to struggle a little bit. Maybe not to the extent yeah. of everyone else. But, you know, they at least saw the people around them and they used to think to themselves, like, dude, can you imagine, like, having a kid and getting paid, you know, $12,000 a year pre-tax? Oh, you have to raise your family. Oh, and you have to, you know, live with 12 dudes, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to eat poorly. Like, I I feel really bad for these guys. And, you know, at some point you would like to think that something is going to change, but maybe that's where, you know, the people like us step in. I think the problem is a lot of these media guys, you know, the Ken Rosenthal's, the Jeff Passons don't want to talk about it because of the politics in baseball, right? You well, know? it'll cut their sources also. So that's another Absolutely. issue as well. Conflict of interest. So they're not going to go after like the big, big topics that need to be discussed because once again, they have their ends in baseball. They have their ends in like management. They have their ends in the players. And if they go after that, it might jeopardize it. So, and I'm not blaming them for that whatsoever. That's how they get their information. It's their job. But at the same time, you're not getting a full picture. Absolutely. And like a random YouTuber, like we can talk about it, but we don't have power. Like we don't have sources. We don't have influence. We're just a b- bunch of dudes just sitting around rambling on a computer, maybe with a background or with 
whatever my background is. <laughs> so that, that's the unfortunate situation. And yeah. it, it, it's going to take a lot to fix it because this is decades in the making. And there's also a stubbornness in baseball, like a, a feeling of like, you need to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. The idea of tradition, the idea of like, okay, you have to earn what you make, which I mean is noble, but at the same time, earning your stripes doesn't mean getting paid $10,000 a year, struggling to make a living, not getting proper nutrition and potentially not being able to pay rent. That's not the struggle that they realize. The struggle is, okay, build your way up, get a great average, develop yourself, but be fed. Don't have to worry about anything in terms of bills or anything like that. You figured the angels would at least put them in housing and say like, Hey, we'll pay for your bills. We'll pay for all your rent and your food. Go play baseball. Yeah, the pirates yeah. do. I think that. that would be wise. Yeah, that's, the pirates that, have a village. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Bradenton, yes. So for the rookies, the Dominican players, and uh, guys, I believe in Loe. See, that's yes. that's what we were talking about. You know, with all the property he has, you know, in any other of these teams, just buy a few apartment complexes, man. And if they, if you want to be cheap like that too, and maybe just have one gym for them to work out, and boom, there you go. And you could take care of their housing. I mean, I don't see the big deal in it. You're going to be making money hand over fist. Uh, I just think, like you said, other sports have grown as far as like getting rid of some of the unwritten rules, getting rid of some of the old fogey type stuff to where, you know, in college football, you used to have two a days and all these crazy things. They don't do that oh, stuff anymore. The high school uh, had three a days. Yeah, well, there I you go. To- yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> that, that has all changed. But ba- like you said, baseball, you're still doing some primitive stuff. And uh, in primitive pay, like you said. So it's a shame, and we, we hope that can change at some point because mm-hmm. there is a lot of players and families like Ty Butchery's wife talked about yeah. that are, you know, if you if you accidentally you – know, some people accidentally have families or they start their families early, and if you're doing it mm-hmm. then, you know, the woman has to sacrifice her time working because they're taking care of a child or her career, and the, and the player is too, putting everything on the line instead of maybe going to college or starting a career. Or the team can't afford a daycare. And one thing the Pirates do that I really like is they uh, pay for like a scholarship. They pay for college in case it doesn't work out. So like, oh, that's cool. That's baseball awesome. doesn't that work awesome. out. Like, hey, we'll pay for your education. That actually that's, makes sense. Oh, that's awesome. That is maybe cool. that's what the Angels Foundation does. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> it's still doubt. up there. We, no, we it pays <laughs> for Artie Moreno's education, so we can be a better manager and a better GM. Go. You're right. Maybe you're right. he, maybe he saw Ted Turner manage that one game in the 70s and thought, you know what? I could do that, too. It'll be a total <laughs> yeah. violation of ethics, and I'll be slammed down. But you know what? I'm going to manage the Angels. <laughs> and I'm going like to yell Rivers. at Angel Hernandez for sucking at his job. Yeah, right? Like Latino Rivers, the Latino. And coach. <laughs> yeah, he could do it because he's Latino, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need we need Artie to to do all the on field stuff, and then we need him to also like serve the food in the Alexis Diamond Club, <laughs> and he's also going to commentate the games. No, he's not going to do like he'll commentate the game because apparently he fired one announcer out of the blue randomly because he didn't like him. <laughs> but <laughs> but like serving food, no, no, no. What he's going to do is he's going to drop the price of beer at the club for him only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. You're going to have a mustache and look kind of like Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Like, um, I'll twirl it a little bit. Too. Oh, yeah. Tell him about Sutton. Yeah. So we interviewed Sutton, and he was a great interview, great guy. Blew our mind with how good the interview was. 
immediate, like three days later, he got fired. <laughs> we did his very last Angels interview. <laughs> yeah, Mark, hang that on your hat, dude. Right, 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 the day we were going to release it, the video and also the podcast form, it said, get to know the new Angels announcer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh, formerly new. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was new at the time. Yeah. He's a great guy, though. He's a great guy. Seems you ever like get a run into him? He's a good guy to talk baseball. I mean, unfortunately, that's business, especially in like media I get and announcing. Yeah. It's just, it's brutal. It just sucked yeah. because his background, he was a former minor leaguer for the Angels and he played for the, uh, or, or that was his favorite team growing up watching his dad. So I was like, oh, man. But at it, least he was a fan of the team, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then we're interviewing Rick Waltz, who's our new, uh, Who's our new commentator? So hopefully he doesn't get fired and we'll be back now. <laughs> it will be two for two. So I'll knock on the wood for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. So last point about how bad Artie is. So he forloaded hundreds of people in the organization last year. And not only did he forload everybody to obviously, you know, not have to deal with everything. You know, hey, you know, your unemployment's on the government. He then proceeded to be one of Donald Trump's biggest uh donators and whoever you can donate and support any political candidate you want i'm not throwing that out there what i'm throwing out there is hey i'm not going to pay these people but i'm going to give out some free money it's the game of politics you got to be in with the president remember Artie moreno was like he was in cahoots with w for a bit mm-hmm. he was talking oh, baseball right, yeah. with them at an old tavern <laughs> so once again you can spend your money how you want but Absolutely. When you're cutting the funds of millions of people. You're gutting your scouting staff. You're not paying your minor leaguers yet. You're supporting a politician. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I, you'd be saying the same thing if you were supporting Biden. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of uh, course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, my thing. You know, I didn't care that he was supporting, you know, whoever, man. I, you know, you're, you, you know, that's you still, you. it's a double standard. So, yeah, it, it's the, Okay, you're not going to pay the people who work for you during a pandemic, but we're just going to get out free money. It's a come mm-hmm. on, man. Right. That was I. Don't that worry. Was really they the can, icing of the cake. They can reapply for their jobs once everything ends. <laughs> yeah, how it always goes. But yeah. it's like, but I really like the hot dog job. Now I got to serve popcorn. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> you'd be lucky if you're serving hot dogs. I'll pay two dollars an hour less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, oh, am I missing anything? Like, as to uh, the Artie Moreno cake? Or you know, I, I kind of made it at the top. I just had one, one question. Because that, that video, at the end, you got, like, the intensity in the last three minutes just went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was, uh, when you got into the Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. I guess I was, it's like, it's kind of a disgust. Because, like, I mean, the organization was complacent in killing a man. Yeah, so I was wondering, when you were making the video, was it leading to that point? Or was that a point where, in your research, you started, like, looking into it, and you're like, holy shit. Like, it was a really little happening. bit. Like, it had led to that point, because I remember, like, going over the Skag situation about that. And then you slowly build up to it over time, too. I mean, like, the minor league stuff came out a couple months before. That's what kind of pushed me to kind of look at the Angels in a different way, too. Uh, the scouts, like, that kind of pushed in as well, like, near the end. But at the same time, it's like this team should be better than what they are. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating because you have two generational talents in Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and you can't even sniff the postseason. That's that is really depressing and infuriating, especially if you're a fan of baseball. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Stephen A. You Smith guys... can go off about like how Shohei Otani doesn't speak English and you know, all that <laughs> stupid shit. But... Oh, oh, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> but I mean, Shohei Otani has become one of the faces of baseball. Yep. Absolutely. He's doing things that baseball hasn't seen in a hundred years. This guy's not even going to pitch the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. honestly, if he's not on the team, this team's like 30, 40 games out. We're the Orioles right now. Oh, easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you may get Jared Walsh that comes out, like David Fletcher has a random hitting streak, but for the most part, it's like you're nothing, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and you can't argue that either. It's not and like – Even with Trout, like you wouldn't be – you maybe have an extra win or two, but it's not going to be much. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just sad all around, and especially the the guys that they trouted out here uh, or trotted out here uh, on one year deals. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just not because good. unfortunately, Artie Moreno doesn't want to go above the luxury tax, mm-hmm. so that's why you have to dumpster dive. And unfortunately, those one year deals rarely work. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll pan out. That's really like the Dylan Bundy did last year. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you have to be really smart. They either, like, have to be, like, prove-it deals or those that maybe you have an underlying analytical stat that shows that maybe, okay, there's something here that he may still have something or it may not have been his fault. But most of that's being discovered. And the Angels don't really strike me as a team that really invests a whole lot in their analytics department. So I feel (laughs) like – it's going to be like one year that just like, okay, well, we'll bring in names. Maybe they'll pan out. Maybe not. We, we got some guys that could, that could do some fractions. That's about it. Though. <laughs> hey, hey, if you can move decimal points, you're fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's your, what's your next, uh, unless you have any other questions about the angels or uh, Fernando or. No, I mean, that's really about it. I mean, you know, I think that the biggest thing that Artie Moreno has done is truly create a toxic organization mm-hmm. from the top down. Exactly. You know, and I definitely think that his actions, you know, I'm not even talking about personnel decisions, but his actions or maybe lack of regard for making any actions to benefit the mm-hmm. – uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The structural support of the organization in the form of trainers, coaches, yes. people who support the players are really rotting the, the organization from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's really and it's now it's to the point where it's starting to bleed into the stands. Like the fans are now starting to get, you know, resentful. Yeah. You know, a lot of the same people who were like Artie Moreno apologists, even like me, I was a big <laughs> Artie Moreno fan like three years ago. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? This guy is not a good dude. This guy is a bad man. Like, it's not even about being a bad owner at this point. I just don't think Artie's a good human. You know, there's a lot more stuff he could be doing to just, you know, show support to the community or, you know, hell, even any support, not even anything significant. Be careful, man. Artie might send you to the trading stuff. (laughs) That's true. No. He'll write a uh, strongly worded letter to the, the editor. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Teresa. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to make a joke that it's going to be like uh, the gingerbread man, like Shrek, when Lord Farquaad, like, had his feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The just, trainers like, are going to do that to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to type it to the table. No. No, not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Oh, good times. Hey, so Tree, what what do you got next on the video uh, research? What what are you uh, working on? Well, next vid right now is Haters Guide to the NFC Playoffs. I mean, uh, well, most of it, like 
my biggest season right now is like September through December because I do a lot of football stuff like week mm-hmm. to week. So sports ball is going to keep me pretty busy. But for the most part, I feel like more like historical stuff, I would say. So like okay. a couple like stuff that's in like the planning process, like one of the videos on my bucket list, it's probably going to be a series. It's like going over the Pirates 20 years of consecutive seasons under 500. Oh, nice. Uh, that's, okay. that's the video. Like that's the those are the teams that got me into like really just like diving into just shit teams in order <laughs> so that is a real soft spot and that's like a bucket list bit so okay and talk about the brian uh, it the might brian be giles years. brian giles oh uh, a bonifay little field operation shut down um <laughs> you know drafting a closer over matt weeders because you didn't want to deal with scott boris and then swallow matt morris's entire contract because veteranism so i take it you're gonna be pretty passionate in that in those series oh yeah oh yeah they were bad dude they lost an entire generation of fans because it was just 20 years of dog shit i don't even i I was too young to remember the early 90s so what i remember is just like being really really bad until i was 25 (laughs) there you go no yeah yeah it wasn't good Oh man, well, we appreciate everything you do, man, especially on the Angels thing. Because again, in the in the outset of the video, we were or uh, podcast, we were just amazed on the responses we got when we posted your your video and stuff like that. A lot of fans got pretty passionate, and a lot of people it opened eyes. It opened eyes Absolutely. to exactly because a lot of people forgot about that kind of stuff. What happened behind the scenes or the player movement and things like that. So we really appreciate the video. It was well done. Thanks for having me on, boys. And I mean, as I said, that's what I try to do with the videos. Like, I, I want to make stuff that doesn't suck. <laughs> that's the way I <laughs> No, if it Your doesn't suck, suck, we're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where else can our fans find you? Well, I am on YouTube at Urinating Tree. I'm also on Twitter on Urinating Tree, but I mostly shit post on there. <laughs> I am um uh, I'm also on a um on Instagram on urinating underscore tree, but I don't really post much on there. Mostly just random pics of food and, you know, <laughs> locations. I, I need to up my Instagram game. I know it's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts guys or. No, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the videos. Keep up the good content, man. We're cheering for you on this side. No, no. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one, man. Thank you, man. Take care. See you.